you've heard it said that 95% of our problems are people problems. And we're about to solve that right now. Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franzen. Welcome to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Pete Camiolo. And I'm Dr. Stephen Franson. And you've heard it said that 95% of our problems are people problems. And we're about to solve that right now. So buckle up. You're tuning in to the right place at the right time. We know that as CEOs, we're always thinking about our team because we know that as a CEO, your role is to build the team and your team will help build the business. And an owner-operator who makes the ascension to becoming the CEO wholeheartedly understands that and believes that. So when you do that, you'll recognize that the significance of getting the right people and putting them in the right roles and equipping them to do the right work consistently the right way is the game. So Dr. Steven, it is a great privilege and honor for me to once again join you in the studio for another episode of this remarkable CEO podcast. You're looking good today. Dr. Pete, I'm feeling sharp, man. You know what my dad raised us boys saying, look sharp, be sharp. <laughs> so, uh, yep, I'm in a blazer today. Um, I'm not in my usual hoodie and baseball hat. Yeah, I just coming from my C12 meeting, which is just such an awesome organization. It's a group that, an organization that you've been involved in for years and I've been in for years. It's a founders and CEO group of Christian leaders. It's just so awesome. Uh, so today is my, uh, I'm rocking and rolling right out of nine hours, just in the trenches around the boardroom table uh, with other just awesome godly men who are men and women who are leading businesses uh, in our community. It's just so awesome. So I am loaded for bear today and I'm so excited that we're talking about team and team building as we ready ourselves, as we're getting ready for our next immersion or immersions, one here in the US in Phoenix and then one over in Australia in March, I believe it's first weekend in March, super excited about this subject matter only because we're, regardless of where you fall on the spectrum of, yeah, I'm in gigantic pain. I have a huge gap on my team, a wicked deficiency. I'm missing manpower or key players or maybe I've got a staph infection and I've got a toxicity on my team and I'm just suffering and struggling right now and it's just keeping me up at night. Or you're on the other end of the spectrum and you're like, oh my goodness, I am going and growing and I just need my next A player. Right? So wherever you are on the spectrum, today's conversation is for you. This is some of our favorite content. I think it's some of our best content, frankly, because at the end of the day, regardless where you are in your launch, build, scale, or exit, it's all about team, right? So your team is your business, your business is your team. Uh, and today we're going to talk about how can I, how can I recognize an A player, right? So when we talk about the four rights, it's getting the right person in the right seat, doing the right work the right way, as you already stated, 
the first of those quadrants, getting the right people is the toughest part of it, right? So yeah. it is the toughest part, just getting out of the gate. When you look at what are the right people, the right people, the criteria are A, players only, period, hard stop, do not progress. <laughs> you know, it's like, this is the first turn out of the driveway, right? So if you're supposed to go right and you go left out of your driveway, doesn't matter. You could do everything right after that. You're not going to end up where you want to go, right? This is the first turn out of the driveway. A players only, period. Stop telling yourself stories. So it's an A player who shares your core values and buys into your vision story. Those are the three bullets. Dr. Pete, this is incredibly important that as a CEO, we build the skill set of building a world-class team of A players. We have to be able to recognize an A player. So one of the things that I love about this whole discussion that we're having today is that it always goes back to the fundamentals, which we always look to the Rubik's Cube for guidance, where whenever we're troubleshooting, we always go back to that framework because it's comprehensive in nature and it helps us to be accurate in our discerning of where the issue might lie. And when it comes to building and well, finding and then keeping a player talent, a level talent, there's a few things we've recognized, Dr. Steven, and you brought up the first one, which is, you know, getting the right people and finding that right person. And, you know, we teach this and obviously many others teach this as well. The, the subject matter, what I love about this is that, you know, baked into our CEO experience and those who work with us understand this, that the most important thing and objective of your role as the CEO, first and foremost, is that you are the vision caster. It's, it's your role to steward the vision first and foremost and above all else for the organization. And so, Dr. Steven, as you said, you know, recognizing that the first thing that we've got to get right is have someone who aligns and shares that vision, is compelled by that vision, and it's clear and it, they see it and they say yes because they recognize that their talents, their gifts, their desires, and their contributions fit, fit perfectly and are aligned with your vision. So the first thing that has to happen then is you have to get clear on your vision. So that's where I want to start. Doc, as you're listening to this, are you clear on your vision? And when I say your vision, it's your vision. It's, it's no one else's vision. It's, it's your vision. It's your vision story. And the way that I'm going to encourage you to get clear is at a minimum that you should know what your three-year vision is. That as CEOs, we always think and operate in three frames of time. So if you're going to go out on an interview and you're looking for the next A-player doctor, or the next A-player CA or office manager, COO or marketing person, that you, before you even go into the marketplace to look for that, right. you should check your vision and say, is my three-year vision written down and is it clear and is it accurate? And is that, is that the vision? And is it true? Is that what our vision of great of success looks like three years from now? And then what is our one-year vision? And is that clear and written down? And is it true? And then where is our 90-day vision? What are we looking to accomplish in the next 90 days? It is a prerequisite as a CEO to going into the marketplace to put advertisements out, to start looking for talent that you would have clarity on what your vision is and you've checked it and you've tested it and you're saying two thumbs up. Now we go to the marketplace because what that does, Dr. Steven, is that then gives you the ability to attract the right A player so that you, A player aligns with where we're going, where we are now, where we're going next and ultimately, because I believe most of us listening here, we're hiring for ultimately, 
No one's looking for these people that are going to come and go. We're looking for people that can run the race with us for a season or seasons, right? So Dr. Steven, that's the first step for all of us as we're listening is, hey, we have to continue to remain clear three years out. So if you made a hire two years ago and that was the last time you did this, you need to update the three-year vision before you go back out. If you've been hiring and getting a lot of turnover, go back to your vision. It's possible that there's not crystal clarity there and maybe people have come on who haven't been crystal clear with your vision. So Dr. Steven, that's the first place we have to start. Then we can get very tactical, which is what we're about to do. But you as a CEO, first and foremost, have to get crystal clear on what your vision is. 100%, right? So you should never make a move without clarity of your vision, right? So especially a big move like this, you know, when you're talking about expanding your team and making the investment of recruiting and bringing somebody into your team. And it's, I mean, it's sacred ground, right? So bringing somebody into your home, into your house, right? So into your business house, it's so critically important that you do that assessment of now, next, and ultimately. So where are we now? Okay. So brutal facts. Where are we now? Who's on our team now? Right. So I need to know exactly who players do we have on our team right now? What roles are they in? What seats do I have in my business? What seats are occupied by a genius and which seats are empty? Right. So which who what specific genius am I looking for as I go into the marketplace? Like you said, you it's type two marketing, right? We're actually looking for that a player. It's ABR. It's always be recruiting. We're always looking for our next a player. And it's not just a warm body search. We're looking for a very specific person, right? Not we're, we're, we're not being random about this. We're looking for that specialist who's going to fill that gap on our team. Are you looking for a check-in CA? Or are you looking for a check-out CA? Looking for that, that check-in CA who's that natural promoter, that, that person that's that right face, voice, and energy for that front desk, right? So are you looking for the check-out CA who's that really systems-oriented, detailed person who's going to be your compliance officer? Are you looking for the next new patient concierge, right? It's that high empathetic connector, right? Or maybe it's a caregiver DC or a business builder DC. Maybe you want an office manager that you could groom to become your CEO. You need to know exactly who do you have on your team now and who is going to be your next best hire, right? So you know very specifically when you go into that marketplace. So, and you've got to be able to paint a picture once you start attracting those right players in, right? So one thing we know about an A player is A players require clear vision. They want a clear and compelling vision. So the first criteria of an A player is they require clarity in vision. Let me know where we are now, where are we going next and where are we going ultimately and specifically what is my role in making that happen? So that's all vision casting and that's the role of the CEO. We're not just looking for warm bodies here. We're going to be super specific so that we find that right A player, not just you know the next person to fill a seat who's going to turn over. Man, just the mental overhead, the expense associated with the team building, that turnstile of people just turning over in your practice. It's a terrible dynamic. A players need total clarity on that compelling vision. Hey doc, let's face it, 95% of your problems are people problems. You can't find A players, you can't keep A players, you don't know how to leverage your team, create expectations and agreements, or hold people accountable in order to optimize your team. Doc, what would happen to your practice if you were finally able to get the right people in the right seats, doing the right work the right way? For most chiropractors, it would be a game changer. You'd increase your capacity and see more people. You'd make a bigger impact and a bigger income. You'd be able to delegate and scale your business. 
or maybe you'd need to get your associate relationship dialed in. That would mean you getting your time freedom back. You could get a handle on your schedule, maybe even become a CEO. If this is what you want your 2024 to sound like, make sure that you join us for the remarkable team building immersion in Phoenix, Arizona, January 26th and 27th, or in Brisbane, Australia, March 8th and 9th. I personally will be there and I can't wait to be back in Australia. Doc, bring your team with you. Get everyone on the same page. They'll be back in your office on Monday with more clarity, accountability, and purpose than ever before. Energize and mobilize your team and see your practice grow. What are your goals for 2024, Doc? Is it a seven-figure foundation, a seven-figure revenue, seven-figure profit, or maybe even a seven-figure exit? Whatever season you're in, you'll need a seven-figure team. Click the link in the show notes below and register today. So the second criteria is having clear expectations and agreements set for them in their role. So an A player wants to know a vision for the business and for the practice, but they also want to know, number two, what are the expectations and agreements around their role specifically? So let me know, what is my job description? What are the responsibilities organized underneath that job description? How are those responsibilities measured? What are my metrics or my key performance indicators, my KPIs? They need to know that they've got very clear definitions around what's expected of them, how they can add value and deliver value so that they can capture value, right? So A players need total clarity around their role and the expectations and agreements associated with that role, Pete. Yeah, I, I think this is so key. So I want to just double click on what you just said, which is, having clear expectations and agreements for their role. I think this is something that maybe historically we have not done a great job of. And, and maybe we've quote unquote, we've gotten away with it because, you know, we had this idea of building a team, a ski team where everyone's cross trained and everybody kind of does everything. So I don't really need a specialist. I just need, I need a heartbeat, a pulse. Uh, I need, you have some level of interest, maybe a little bit of coachability. And I'm not down. I'm not downgrading how how you've maybe done this in the past. I'm I'm talking about myself. Okay, at this point. So historically, maybe that's how we would have approached that, because we didn't maybe have a framework like we have now, where we know that hey, we're looking to build a team of specialists. So if you're going to bring on a special a specialist, then a specialist will require that there's clarity around exactly what you're you're expecting them to do. So it's our role to provide that clarity for them. So as you said, clear expectations and agreements they would require that just like they require that there's a clear vision and they know that the work is worthwhile and where we are now and where we're going next. And ultimately they see themselves in the vision, helping us achieve that outcome. That's the first. The second is that there's a clear expectation and there's an agreement that I can make around my role in the, the, my role, which I see how it fits into the vision. I see that. And they know what's being measured. You talked about you know, you, we use words like KPIs and KRAs and, you know, objectives to the position and competency checklists and all these things. We'll use terms like this real fast on a podcast like this, but there's, I mean, these are ones that you have to slow down and go deep in to really understand what does that mean? I like to look at it through the lens of a framework we call the scorecard, which all of you who are listening regularly understand that framework. But if you look at the framework, look at how it's built. You have the objectives of the position, that's the first thing is, so if I can, in a glance, just with one to three bullet points, I could actually define 
What is the objective? Why does this position exist? And you can actually see it right there. So that's first. You have to have that created. The second thing you have to have created are is a, is a de more detailed job description. This would be a list of all the key responsibilities for that role, meaning these would be the skill sets that will be demonstrated on display on the regular, like daily skills, weekly skills, monthly skills, quarterly skills, annual skills, things that you're going to do daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly. And they're organized that way. And they align, again, with that position specifically. They're attached to the position. And then the third thing you're going to have is you're going to then have the key performance indicators, which are the outcome of the work, right? We don't do goals. We do activities and action steps that help us achieve the goal. The goal is related to a, a measurable or a benchmark that is important to the business. So the business bottom line, that's what a key performance indicator is. We organize that as far as priorities go in the top five. So you could take all that list of key responsibilities and you can organize that with a measurable outcome, five things. And that person, before they even come on board, you can review all that with them and let them know this is what it's going to look like. Is that what you want? So that I know that this is a person that gets that, they understand that, they, they want that, and they have the capacity to do that. So I can... I can go into this process of bringing on an A player and I can go in with that level of detail and precision so that there's not this confusion and, you know, kind of buyer's remorse afterwards where it's like, what did I just sign up for? What did, who did I just hire? We're clear on the front end. So hiring slow and, and then, you know, that whole process, taking your time to be diligently through that, that's where you get the ENA clear. It's on the front end, right? Dr. Steen, we always say, you know, all like healthy, long-term successful relationships start with clear expectations and honest agreements. So this is clarity from the beginning and clarity throughout the duration of the relationship. There are oftentimes updates to ENA as you go through a relationship, as years progress, and as people move in and through and up within the organization. You're always gonna be open to updating the ENA. So you have to be, this is a living discussion with a living person. So we have to be mindful of that as well, Dr. Steven, as we, as we walk through this process. So that's the second thing. The third is that we're clear on the goals. And as an A player, we are goal getters. We are driven to achieve, to reach the next level because we know that if you bring my talent onto this team, we should be growing because that's why we hire people. We hire people ahead of growth. So we, are, we have an eye on growing the business. So the third requirement as an that's A right. player and criteria for an A player is we have clear goals and those goals are organized in your benchmarks, in your KPIs, in your goals and in the action steps that are going to drive those outcomes. And we capture those in a tool scorecard. So you can see how there's a process, there's a system for this, the whole process of hiring and, and training, developing, equipping and retaining a player talent, Dr. Steven. And, 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 and that's the power of the, the system is that it's, it makes it very, very possible to be successful. I love this framework because you'll just keep referencing it because let's face it, this is very complex, right? So people are complex, relationships are complex, building a team, leading a team, optimizing team, it's all complex, right? So for my note takers, what we're describing is these are the, these are the criteria, the, you know, this is, this is the environment you want to be establishing for A players. This is how you recognize an A player, right? So the, the first one is, 
They require a compelling vision for the business and where we're going. The second one is I need to have a clear set of expectations and agreements around my role in manifesting that vision, right? That ENA or expectations and agreements, that's my job description. The third one is I recognize that job description is that's a bunch of responsibilities organized underneath a role. We need to have all of those all of those responsibilities are measurable. So they produce these metrics or KPIs that I'm going to be held accountable to, right? So you're going to set goals for me so that I can move this company, this business, this practice, this mission forward. And I know objectively it's being measured, right? So they love to be measured as long as they know what's being measured and how they're being measured. And most importantly, how they can influence the outcomes of those measurements, right? So that brings us to our fourth one, which is A players love to be trained. They love to be trained and equipped and developed. In fact, they require it. If an A player feels like they get stuck and they're not growing anymore, they're gonna flee. They become a flight risk, right? So they're gonna look for an environment where they're gonna continually be growing. So A players love to train. They love to be training, they love to be equipped, and they love to be developed. So I'll tell you, Dr. Pete, this is a great way to do a litmus test kind of you know, to, to, to look around and take the temperature of your team right now, you know, when it comes to setting up a culture of training and develop on purpose, teams filled with a players love to train. They love to train and be equipped and developed to be world-class, right? So if you have players that, you know, a players, this, they sound like this, they love to be trained. They love to go to seminars it, when they're training they might feel uncomfortable role-playing. It might be hard for them, but they recognize the value of it and they want to do it, right? So B and C players are wincing and whinging and belly aching about having to train or do we really have to go to the seminars? Are we going to the emergency? Like that? That's B and C players. A players want to go. B and C players wonder, am I going to get paid to go away for the weekend for the seminars? Like, that's what B and C players sound like. A players recognize that, man, you're making an investment in me and develop me. Not only do I love it, I require it. Yeah, Doc, I mean, you're just beating the drum. That's just truth, which is, and I hope as you're listening to Doc say that you're thinking about your team right now, the current team you have, you know, this is, this is, this is real. Like if you have players on your team who balk or resist or come in with a little bit of an attitude, you can see in regards to training, that is a clear sign in my opinion, in our opinion, that this is not an A player. I'm not, again, we're not judging people. We're just saying they're not the right person for your team, for where you are now and where you're going next. And ultimately, because they're going to end up being a weight that drags you down and slows you down and stops and actually could be an infection and cause disease to spread. And we don't want any of that. So we have to recognize that it's an attitude. There's a heart check. We're going to get to that in a minute. And then if there's any, if there's resistance to going to seminars and going to the emergence, I'll tell you something right now, my team, and teams throughout the years have always, they knew there was a priority because we, when we hired them, we let them know we go to three or four seminars a year and we travel and we pay for your travel, we pay for your lodging. And, but the expectation is that you're going to be there at these events, you know, with us. It's, that's part of our calendar. It's yeah. on the calendar. We're, so we are going to invest in you. We're going to fly yeah. you to a beautiful place, a great hotel. We're going to invest in you. We invest in this coaching and training program, right? So we are going to cover the, all the expenses. We're going to be taking you out for beautiful meals. Now, if you want to have a stipend, I'm okay with that. I always did a little stipend. So there was like, hey, they had some walk around money in their pocket, what have you. But that was something that we did on the front end of it. And what we're yeah. telling you is what you're listening for are the people that are dragging their feet and fighting you and resisting and complaining. That doesn't sound like an A player. 
So then the fifth criteria, so in this five criteria, the fifth one then is it's goes hand in hand. They love working with other A players and being around a team of A players. And to be honest, they won't tolerate for long if there's a, a person or people on the team who are not. They will have a very hard time staying on the team if we are if they're not surrounded by a team of A players. And the first A player that has to show up is you and I. So we have to continue to show up as A players. And even as your role changes from the owner operator to the CEO and your shifts, hours change, maybe your role and function within the business might change, you don't change at your fundamental core. You are an A player. Whether you see me an hour a week or 40 hours a week, when you see me, when we're together, it's A only. So it's, it's about who you are being as a leader. And that's why we hire leaders. Okay. And so everybody on our team is a leader and they have to be told that and reminded of that. And leaders are, are leading people and we are leading the community. We are in the business of saving lives. We train like lives depend on it because they actually do. So every life that, that we, we are serving depends on you and I showing up. We're leading them. We're leading them on the journey. We are a, we are pulled by our purpose, right? We are pulled by our vision, pushed by our purpose. We are aligned, right? We are aligned as an organization and everybody on the team is as well. And so if anybody's not, that means I don't have somebody covering my back. So now I'm exposed. And so we, we have to create an environment where everyone there is an A player and lay players love working with other A players. And you're going to see that. And they'll raise up, try to raise up the others around them. You'll constantly be raising each other up. So the boat just keeps rising because the tide keeps coming in and we just keep rising. So we just each get, keep getting better. And so that's the fifth criteria, Dr. Steven. So, and this, this piece of it, Dr. Pete, um, I think we can wrap with this. This piece of it is, is compelling because when you recognize like so, some of you might be saying to yourself, oh man, A players, geez, they sound expensive. It's like, well, here's the deal. Here's the truth is you should, you should be paying above a market. Okay. So a players, you should be very comfortable paying, I say 20% above market. Okay. The truth is, is we know one, a player does the work of two B players and uh one, a player does the work of three C players. So guess what? You still, you're still far ahead by being generous and having the equals MC squared, uh, your money piece of your, your energy equation, right. With your people, making sure that you are not just in fair exchange, uh, but you're generous and you're on the high end of that spectrum and you will win on that because ultimately, you know, a players, you know, what they're not going to, they're not going to come because of the money, but don't make the money, the reason that they leave. Right. So don't screw that up. Right. So to this point, to make sure that you recognize that, you know, a players won't tolerate B and C players. It's not that a players just love to be around other a players. They do. And that's how you optimize your team because one plus one plus one equals 111 when you do this right. Right. So if you surround yourself with a players, trust me, you are winning. Right. So your business is going and growing. You'll make a bigger impact and a bigger income. So make that investment. And I love to say, spend the money you're going to lose, because here's the thing. If you hire the wrong person for a job in top grading, the heavyweight champions of the world in team building materials, they'll tell you that hiring the wrong person is going to cost you three times their salary each year. That's an ouch. Right. But losing an A player, losing the right person is going to cost you five times their salary a year. Man, Dr. Pete, that was enough to me to say, you know what? That's it. Line in the cement. No more stories. It's A players only 
And I know that ultimately what it comes down to is we have got to surround ourselves with the right people and make sure that we've got them in the right seats, doing the right work, the right way. It's the four rights. And, you know, if this message is landing on you, maybe it's landing on you a little heavy today. Maybe it's energizing you saying, yeah, that's it. That's what I needed to hear. Spend the money you're going to lose. I got to build a team of A players out in front of me. I'm stoked. I'm psyched. Let's go. Let's grow. This year is going to be the biggest, best year ever. And I know what the key to that is getting a team of A players around me. Or I think I've got A players. Now I don't want to screw it up. I want to optimize them. If all of this is, is hitting you between the eyes, you need to be at our team building event. You need to make the remarkable team building immersion a priority for you and your team. Bring your team this message. If it resonated with you here today, if you liked this message, you're going to love the team building immersion. We'll put a link down in the show notes, show notes below. We love coming to you guys virtually across the airways through the podcast, but there's nothing like being together in a room, shoulder to shoulder with other like-minded on purpose teams, because, uh, the only thing that's more contagious uh, than fear and doubt is the certainty, the conviction and the clarity that happens at these immersions. This stuff is contagious. You want to have your team around other on-purpose like-minded teams. So help us help you optimize your team and make this the biggest and best year ever. Cairo Matchmakers will help you find the right person for the job. If you're looking to hire the ideal chiropractic assistant, Cairo Matchmakers will help you find the specific person missing from your team so that you can get back to using your talents to serve more people. Or if you're looking to hire the ideal associate doctor, CMM can help. Cairo Matchmakers helps chiropractors like you find the ideal associate doctor to unlock your practice potential and get you the freedom that you desire. To learn more, go to chiromatchmakers.com. Please stick around for more business insights from this week's bonus interview with our remarkable success partner, dedicated to helping you more successfully help more people. Enjoy. Hey, CEO. So Dr. Pete here in the studio with a new friend of mine, a colleague, and someone who shares my heartbeat. And I'm confident many of you will say he also shares mine, uh, Dr. Andrew White. And uh, man, I'm super pumped that you're here. And uh, thank you for taking the time to meet with me and be a part of our Remarkable CEO podcast. Uh, we're honored to have you because you're an expert in this field specifically that we're going to be discussing today, as well as a success partner, which means that you have come alongside of the Remarkable Practice doctors and said, hey, I'm here to help you guys help more people. So I honor you and appreciate you for that. So I'd love to just open it up by letting the, the listeners know who you are. So uh, give us the uh, the quick version, a little bit about you, know, you and your story, your journey up to this moment. And then we're going to get into a few things about some problems that we can solve right now. Awesome. So yeah, my name is Dr. Andrew White. I'm the CEO of Align & Co. So we have two brands under that, Align IQ and Align Well. We're a concierge health company for chiropractic. What that means is we have software and Align IQ that helps businesses see the value in bringing chiropractic on site uh, as a benefit for their employees. Then we contract local chiropractors to a business. So in short, if you've ever thought to yourself, man, it would be so cool if I could link up with ABC Corporation that's five minutes from my clinic so that I could just send a doc there and get paid to get to adjust employees on site. 
That's exactly what we do. We can negotiate on your behalf, land the contract for you. We also have what we call mobile units, which are mobile x-ray. We can bring on site to process all the employees on your behalf. That way you're not getting bogged down with a bunch of uh, exams on top of running your high volume clinic. So we process all those folks, get them all excited, enrolled in the program, hand the files to your docs. Then we pay you just to go and adjust on site through what we call corporate care marketing, which is the only marketing I know of that you get paid to do. So we're going to pay you to market your clinic and stimulate referrals. How I got into this originally, I'm a, so a chiropractor by trade, got into chiropractic because my mother has been uh, opiate addict now for going on 29 years. And her addiction started from a workplace injury. So I originally was pre-med, was going to go to med school, got into U of M and University of Michigan. And uh, I realized at the time, after shadowing some doctors, when the, the, the uh, consolidation that was happening within healthcare, that I wasn't going to really be able to impact the field the way I wanted. So I went to chiropractic school in Davenport, Iowa, Palmer. And while I was there, again, I realized how my purpose and passion was built on the opiate crisis. So I did some lobbying in DC when I was in chiropractic school around uh, trying to reform and just educate politicians on what chiropractic could do and the power of it. And we were able to do some cool things for the VA, but again, it was just clear that big systemic changes and impact I was hoping to make was not gonna come for me, or at least from those lobbying efforts alone. So I went back to Michigan, uh, partnered with a doc for the first five years of my career in uh, developing high volume clicks. We were having a ton of success doing that, running one of the largest businesses for chiropractic in the state. But I was always frustrated that we're meeting patients late all the time. I felt like I was meeting my mom every other week, you know, someone like her who had been struggling with surgeries, drugs, just we were always the last resort. And it broke my heart when they would say things like, I wish I would have met you sooner. And I just started getting frustrated and, and just feeling like there's got to be a better way. Because if we're running one of the biggest clinics in the state and, and we're not making an impact yet, I don't know if the solution is going to be rinsing and repeating what we're doing. And so I started trying to reverse engineer the problem as far as why people get addicted to opiates in the first place. Um, when you look at of the 212 a day that died of opiate overdose last year, about uh, 110 started taking their opiates from musculoskeletal issues and about 80 to 90 a day started having taking their opiates from musculoskeletal issues from workplace injuries. And so I felt like we could get rid of a lot of these big barriers for great healthcare with money and time by subsidizing care through work, getting people at work. Uh, so then 2019, kind of transitioned away from my practice or transitioning, uh, developing some that software I alluded to to help businesses see that value. Launched in 2020, had success, started taking more clients on in 21, and then really spent most of 22 and beginning of this year prepping to really hit the gas and scale uh, and just replicate what we're doing. And so that's where we are today. So I'm a recent success partner with TRP. I met Stephen Franzen about 18 months ago, and he originally brought up the idea of success partners, but I told him at the time we just weren't ready. Uh, we, we didn't have the systems in place to really hit that gas pedal and scale. But now we're here and we're ready. So that's kind of my story in a nutshell. So our my big hairy audacious goal or the kind of the big vision of my career is we kind of, we serve construction, trucking, and manufacturing companies between you know 40 employees to about a thousand, which represents about 168,000 businesses in the United States, which represents about 42 million Americans. And so our goal is to by the end of my career is to try to get all those businesses to have chiropractors on site. So if we can do that, that'd be a good leading indicator to really make an impact in the opiate epidemic and hopefully, again, start to chip away at this big issue that we all know we can serve well.
I mean, you just gave us so much. So thank you, first of all, for uh, just breaking it down just so clearly there, your story, why you do what you do, you know, and I know that you are, uh, you know, focused, an incredibly focused person, you know, in just the time that I met you. And uh, I'm grateful that the timing is now for you to grow and scale and that you're hitting this podcast now, because I know that there are doctors who are listening to this right now that have said, yeah, I've actually been that person you talked about that says, hey, we got to get into this business or how do we get into this business or what can we do for these businesses? And uh, they also share your same conviction around that. So um, so clearly you've already painted the picture of what the problem is. And we talk about on our podcast all the time, every business exists to solve a problem. You, like me and many others, were seeing lots of volume. You know, You had scaled multiple clinics, lots of volume. And still you realize we aren't making the needle really move. We have to do something else. And so your problem that you saw was, and this isn't saying that all of us in our clinics that are listening now aren't moving the needle, making a difference, right? You're saying, but what else could we do? And can we meet people where they're at? And that's something you told me. You said, you know, a lot of these people would never come to you, but what what it would happen if you went to them? Can you talk a bit about that? That the problem that a lot of us have is these people just aren't going to come to you, right? I, I'm not saying they're never going to come, but let, let's just say they don't come to you in time. You talked about the time factor, like the late, like if it's a little bit too late, like it's, it could, the trajectory of that person's life is very different. They'll never come see you then. Right. So exactly. can you talk a little about the problem that you see that we as businesses, Cairo specifically, what the real problem is that we're going to solve here? You know, one of the things that I talk a lot about chiropractors, because we're such an passionate group of people. We, you know, we, because I think we have the evidence of that, right? We can see the evidence of these lives changing all the time, these amazing testimonials. And so we get frustrated when we talk to patients who don't get the big idea right away. And then we just chalk it up to it, just don't value it. We let our egos uh, get, get in the way of just serving people sometimes. And there's, I call it the burden of knowledge. There's things that you and I, the listener, would think of as completely intuitive common sense decisions when it comes to healthcare and just general health that are revelational to millions of Americans. And you could say, well, you know, they should know better or they should just get it right away. But the reality is, you know, by the time some, if you were born after the, after the year 1988, uh, by the time you turned 18, you were exposed to over 2 million advertisements guaranteeing you get out of pain now through media, print, commercials, through the pharmaceutical industry. So if you're expecting the general public to just audit and, and just this kind of have this intuitive sense that like, oh, there's got to be a better way to approach my health when they're trying to just survive and they're living paycheck to paycheck or what have you, that's just a, it's a fallacy. And it's, and again, I think we have this gift that, you know, we can't, you know, we need to be a city on a hill. We need to, you know, be able to to shine that light to reach people. And so probably the coolest part of my getting into this business as far as, you know, working with these manufacturing companies and construction companies is we're reaching people that normally I never reach because they just never knew anyone that went to a chiropractor. They never were taught anything outside of take this pill, take this food. It's just, they were in, they just didn't have the, 
the luxury of having someone proximate to them. We call it proximate leadership. When you get close to people, you get proximate, you realize the complexities that exist between the barriers that exist between them taking a step forward, whether that be in their financial life, spiritual life, health, what have you. And we have this gift, this knowledge that so many people are desperate for. And in a world right now that is just drowning in information. We're desperate for knowledge. Like there's all this media, all this information constantly being poured into people more than ever. And so to expect them to be able to digest all of it and what's true, where's the agenda, it, are, are people just trying to use me to gain dollars or what have you? If you're expecting an average person to do that, there's not. And so again, I think there's an opportunity as chiropractic. It's probably one of the best times in, in my opinion, to be in the profession, because people are starting to wake up that there's probably a better way. They're not wanting to be on drugs. They don't want surgery. They're trying to be more informed. And so we have this opportunity to, to, to meet them where they are and to, and, and to establish ourselves as thought leaders instead of letting our egos just get in the way of serving people. Yeah, it's exactly the issue. Uh, I love the burden of knowledge framework that you provided and specifically knowing, I didn't know all that about the ads, but I'm not surprised. You know, that's insane, honestly, realistically. And, and we recently were at a marketing conference for chiropractic. You realize, you know, the little bit that we put out there and the amount of money we're investing to be out there, it's like so my, it's like a drop in the bucket of everything that they've already heard. So it's, it's a big deal. So meeting people on, on their terms, meeting people, the convenience factor in a sense comes to mind. Yep. Just the idea that you were there, the collision happened. It made sense. All right. What's the next step? So talk a little bit about, you know, these are CEOs listening and we're businesses here. ROI, I always think in terms of time, energy, focus, and money, the four limited resources. So what, what are we looking at as far as from a business side, what's possible for me as a CEO listening I got manufacturing businesses all around me. What does it look like? What's possible? What could happen? Talk us a little bit about that. Yeah. So I would say the, you know, I, I described earlier what our ideal clients look like as far as who we're selling to, as far as the businesses that are buying our product. But as far as the the chiropractors that are ideal for us are typically higher volume clinics, especially docs that have uh, multiple doctors, maybe multiple locations. The reason why those are great is because if you're listening to this and you're running a clinic with multiple doctors, you know, you always play this game where you're wanting to hire another doc, but then there's that, that investment of, well, I'm going to have to pay a good salary to, re to retain and attract great talent, but now I'm going to have to either sacrifice profit or increase my revenue so that I maximize, they're an asset. If you're a, a clinic that's primarily just selling chiropractic as far as adjustments, they're your one revenue generating asset you have. So you wanna maximize their time and obviously with their time, find the most profitable thing you can be doing with it. So for us, what we say is if you have docs and they're spending time not utilizing, you know, like maybe they're 60% full, they got about you know 40 to 30 percent of their time that they're not actively seeing patients at a high volume then we can help you fill that time and specifically when it comes to marketing as as we know as ceos most chiropractors we hire are not in, you know they're not entrepreneurial they're not they might they you can train them to be good at quote unquote sales or marketing but to expect a general doc to be as dynamic charismatic 
as good as you is probably not going to happen. So instead, again, when you think about like, how do I utilize my doctors in a way that's generating revenue, but also marketing, getting them to adjust people is a great way. It simulates referrals because they're great at the service of caring for people, right? And if they do a great job, then those people are going to want to refer their friends and their family, right? And we know as CEOs that the best dollars in marketing you can do are just stimulating internal referrals. So what we do is we just expand that pool for you by getting them in front of a bunch of cap a captive audience of people who are getting adjusted on either a weekly or bi-weekly basis. And, and then we're encouraging you um, or your doctor, and we have training if they don't feel confident on how to stimulate internal referrals. And any of those referrals that go back to your clinic, whether the friends, the family, whoever it is, those are completely separate from our agreement. So we're gonna pay you to be or pay your doc uh, to be on site and adjust. And then we're going to highly encourage them to stimulate referrals. And that's really where the ROI can be exponential. Because if you do a good job, you can see two to three referrals from all these employees you're treating, which really starts to compound. And, and it's just another form of, we're not looking to replace your marketing engine. We're just looking to add another spoke in the wheel or in, increase your funnel a bit on the top end by just giving you a bigger pool to, again, stimulate referrals from. I mean, this has been something that I've thought about you know, throughout my entire career, you know, spent a lot of time going out into, let's say, businesses to do what we call like a lunch and learn or corporate yeah. talk. And we would do that. And my goal in those moments was simply to try to do a really stellar talk, you know, have a compelling call to action. And then people would book in and get set up new patient appointments. And we did it successfully. And I'm not saying that I would not advocate for that strategy. I still do. And I believe strongly in it. But what what was interesting is that what what you're doing is basically instead of that being the case, you would actually go into the company. You are now a doctor on site in this company and everybody who's employed there actually will become your patient uh, or they have the opportunity to do that. And we'll help you with figuring out how to make that happen. And you hold our hands through that. And then from those people who now know, love and trust you, because they've had a one wonderful experience, they've gotten some great results, they're going to be referring. And so now you have an external you know, referral, but internal referral from right. external experience because now you're on the inside there, right? So it's so right. powerful. I, I love that. I think it's massive. And and I think knowing the numbers of what you shared about how many Americans right now, I think you said somewhere in the ballpark of like 42 million Americans right now who are working in these types of jobs around. So we could keep going, but what's the next step? You know, if I'm listening to this, I'm a, this is a podcast. So, you know, if I want to learn more, uh, what's the next step that I can take if I'm a CEO practicing or have a couple of clinics, you know, where where do we go from here? Yeah, so my full-time job is is Alinico. So I still own uh still own a clinic, but Alinico is my my full-time job. We have a team that that we that I manage and and we're growing pretty rapidly. So if you're someone that's interested in this, um I started a podcast a few months back with the CEO of a nursing company that um that we work alongside at times when clients want to incorporate traditional health services al along with chiropractic. And in that podcast, it's really a niche podcast that's targeted for HR professionals and insurance people. So I'm not sure if you're a listener to this and you're a chiropractor, how much you're going to get out of listening to yourself. It's a lot of uh, really specific uh, jargon. However, we have a landing page for our podcast. And on that landing page, there's a link. That if you click, it takes you to a separate landing page for doctors. So it'll say, you know, like, learn more about working with us. You go to that link. And again, you'll be prompted to fill out a questionnaire. And uh, that's kind of the first step in engaging with us. Obviously, you can also check out the podcast if you want, or if it's something that you're really going to hell about, 
I would say two things, fill out the, the link to, for our team to connect with you and learn more about your client to make sure we're a good fit, but then also share that podcast with any HR professionals, you know, because it's a great way to just plug the idea for them while bringing chiropractic in the workplace and the URL for that podcast is called the healthy business matters podcast. So www.healthybusinessmatters.com is the, is the URL that you would want to go to, but again, want to have the link to the, or the landing page of the podcast. And again, a link at the top, you'll see kind of the work for us, it'll take you to a separate page uh, where you can fill out a little survey so we can get to know you. Cool. Hey doc, thanks so much for uh, joining me on this CEO podcast. This is the type of, you know, discussion we want to have. I know our listeners love listening to you and, and learning from you and, and even expanding what their brains and you know, imaginations and visions can can envision now because of the issue that you saw and that you guys have, are are solving and helping us solve. So thanks for the time. Uh, you guys know where to go. So again, the health business, uh, healthy business matters podcast, go check it out, click on those links. You can also go to Align and Co. I know that's you guys website, uh, Dr. Andrew White, one way or the other, get in contact with him, his team, take the next step, learn more and uh, see what you guys can do so we can help reach more people. Dr. Andrew, thanks again for taking the time. Appreciate you. Thanks. And for all of you who are regular listeners, look forward to uh, reconnecting with you next week, Tuesday. That's when it drops. So between now and then, have a wonderful week. God bless everybody. Take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.